Welcome to the Moms on Maternity YouTube show and podcast. I'm Amy Cruz, and today we have on Bracca Getz. She is the mom of six. She is focused on helping more moms find joy in life as she was able to go through her own journey uh, to find joy um, being a mom of six. That included things such as overcoming food addictions and becoming an author of over 40 children's books and a, a memoir. So how are you today, Bracca? Wonderful. So happy to be here. Thank you. How, so tell us, you have six kids. How, uh, how far apart are they? Oh, they were all born within the span of 10 years. It was such a whirlwind. I can barely remember those years, you know? <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And when did you realize that you, um, you know, needed to find more joy? Oh, that was before then. Okay. Well, you know, throughout life, we have that. But, but I went through a very difficult time. Um, let's say, well, okay. My, my memoir, it kind of is the compilation of my diaries, my journals, my letters kept through the years. It covers a 20-year span of time from when the food addictions developed. You could see it gradually developing. It's like a case study until I healed. And the reason I put this book together, because like I said, all my other books are children's books, and this is the only big book because the rest are very short. Um, is because when I found these old diaries and letters, that's when I saw the thread of my life and I realized why was I able to overcome the food addictions? Because I finally found the nourishment that my soul was craving. In other words, we have genuinely hungry souls and when they're hungry, we, we, when there's an emptiness inside, we try to fill it the more empty we feel, the more we try to fill it with externalities. Um, but I really found lasting pleasure when I found um, the spiritual nourishment I was craving. And what's behind that is gratitude. The, the main thing that fills me up in life now is gratitude. And, and um, that's really when, so now I enjoy sharing with other people how to find joy based on, it's really based on ancient mystical teachings about this pleasure ladder and what brings more lasting joy in life. That's incredibly well said. I had a similar experience where um, kind of re realized I have some addictive behavior uh, problems that I needed to get rid of. And, and when you know, I, I hit a certain point in my life of meaning um, it helped me kind of overcome some of that. So what, um, what, how long would you say you had a food addiction? Hmm, that's a good question. I was, I went to Harvard while I was at Harvard. It was really interesting. I was doing research about anorexia and why women are anorexic and all. I'm doing this breakthrough research and I'm getting sicker and sicker while I'm doing it, you know, and I, I would fluctuate between crazy dieting and binge eating, one or the other, and it had almost nothing to do with being physically hungry, the way I was eating. So it, it, it definitely, uh, I, I'm, 
I'd say it started even earlier than college though. Like I remember like I was a little bit chunky mm -hmm. and then I, I dieted and I lost a lot of weight and I looked good and then I just kept going. But then I would binge, you know, so it just got out of hand, everything. And by the time I graduated and went to medical school, I was in the worst shape of all. Nobody would know it. You couldn't tell. I looked successful. Inside, I was miserable. And my behaviors were bizarre. It, addictive behavior is usually very secretive and bizarre behaviors. So... Um, by then, I, you know, I was just doing all kinds of weird things to to keep these addictions going. And uh, so would you say would you say it was a uh, twenty years, thirty years? I mean, how many years in total till you you called it out, you pointed it out, and you overcame it? I, maybe it started like just the beginning in my diaries. Sixteen, seventeen, started dieting. And it ended really around 22, 23. Oh, so you were able to really figure it out quite young. So you went to Harvard before you had kids or after? Yes, yes. Before and before I promised, see, I, I said that I, I went there because I was searching for wisdom in life. I, I was always well, it's, searching. It's not easy to go to Harvard. You must be extremely smart. Well, I, I here's the thing. I was such a searcher for wisdom. So I, I worked really hard because I figured, okay, this is like top university. I'm going to get in there. I'm, I'm, I was searching for wisdom. And that's why I started doing well in school because I was just studying and loving to learn, you know? So, so you um, got accepted where you, you got accepted to Harvard as your, an undergraduate student. I was an, I graduated from there. Right. That was my undergraduate degrees. From and where, where did you grow up? in New York and then I yeah I went then I went to Harvard. Well that's amazing. Congratulations. I mean that's cool. Okay. So so you went to Harvard and then when um when did you start having your babies? So after my first year of medical school, I went to Israel for a six week break and I returned to America 10 years later. Okay. Okay, <laughs> I see. So I so you also hold on you went you're a doctor no I was it I never came back mm -hmm. okay. had I you know I mm -hmm. after 10 years I would have had to start with my prerequisites again and everything but you know it I was studying to be a psychiatrist mm -hmm. but what really interests me is healing the soul that's much more fascinating to so me you, but you were able to overcome your food addictions before having any children it sounds like yeah, yeah, that was that happened beforehand when I was because like that summer, I I found out I learned about my heritage and depth. I got the spiritual nourishment that I was craving. I I was searching into many religions, you know, environmentalism, social action. I, I was searching, searching for what what was meaningful. I couldn't believe that all we saw was all there was to life, you know. So mm -hmm. I thought, where is the meaning? And and I was able to 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 get at what I was looking for finally at 22. Okay, and, so let's dive into that. So what how do you find more joy in life? Yeah. So one of the things that I was I would go around asking, what's the purpose of life? You know, and I, I wouldn't get any answers that satisfied me. I met this old rabbi, he's no longer alive in Israel. 
And he would say, the purpose of life is to experience the greatest pleasure possible. Well, that was like, not what you'd expect. It was like, what? But when you delve into that, he would bring up from these ancient mystical texts that pleasure, we're all here for pleasure and that we were, we were really created for pleasure. Like what, what does a parent want for their children? They want them to have a pleasurable life. You know, that's what you want. So that's what we're here for. And we've gone so far off track. And in order to experience pleasure, there's just one price we have to pay. And that's gratitude. That is it. So there's, there's a five levels of pleasure, the pleasure ladder, the lowest level, are all the physical pleasures like an apple, you know? I mean, an apple is, is like, it turns bright and beautiful when it's ripe. It, it's got inside it the, the seeds of infinity. It's, it's crunchy, it smells good, it tastes good. It's like, it's just filled with pleasure. And all the natural pleasures are really like that. Um, if we, you know, use them the way they were designed, like nature and intimacy, and music and movement and dance. These are all the lowest level of pleasure. Those are just the lowest level. And they, what do they do? It, they fill our, they um, uplift us physically and spiritually um, when we experience gratitude for them, when we, you know, when we really experience them. Okay, so then the second level is love. And the definition of love that he expressed was, it's when you focus on the virtues of another. So it's not dependent on anybody. It's when you focus on the virtues of someone else. And, and the same thing with the lowest level, it's not dependent. It, it, it's something that you are empowered to bring into yourself, this gratitude, this focus. So the pleasure is dependent on us. Um, and especially, I think this is very important for moms to realize um, how to bring, when you've been out in the busy working world and suddenly you're at home with your children, how do you bring that pleasure into your life through mindful gratitude? So there's the physical things you could focus on. And then there's love. That's just focusing on what you appreciate about another being and moving up the pleasure ladder. The third level is meaning. Um, meaning, doing something meaningful, or doing whatever you're doing, washing dishes, changing a diaper, but recognizing how meaningful that is. Seeing the meaning in it, you know, helping this person to be clean in life, you know, bringing refreshment to them. And I forgot to mention that the five levels of pleasure, they correspond to the five levels of the human soul. They're not arbitrary. They're not just made up these actually correspond to our five levels of our soul. So then the, the next to the highest level, what's above meaning? Creativity. Doing something uniquely creative, bringing something that's creative from within us into the world. It, it fills us with a pleasure that is even more lasting than the lower levels. And as you see, each level brings us more connection like first to a physical object, then to another being, then to other people, and then to the wider community. And the highest level of pleasure is transcendence. When we recognize how we're all connected, 
we're all connected and we're all connected to the same source. So we, um, it's also when we, we like lift the veils of separation and we feel that connection. And when we transcend our own limitations too, that's one of the greatest joys in life. Overcoming an addiction is transcending our limitations. So uh, that's like um, a, a basic summary of the five levels. And we can, and once we know about them, we can access them. It gives us a sense of abundance in life instead of a sense of scarcity, because it's a sense of scarcity and loneliness and estrangement that causes leads to addiction, actually. But when we when we when we remember that the abundance of pleasures available to us at any moment. That's how we bring joy into our life through, through like I said, gratitude is really it. It's appreciation. It's, it's mindful gratitude for all these gifts in life. How often do you talk about this? That's really powerful. I've never heard that. No, it's not matter. well known. It's not well known. And I love sharing it. Mm -hmm. It's almost like, it's almost like an ancient mystical secret that oh. I love bringing out into the world. And Addictions of all types are so widespread. So many people are locked in these prisons of addiction. And, and the amazing thing is that you can bring this pleasure into any prison, even a physical prison, just by using our own minds to, to bring in the abundance. Right. So do you believe, is, I mean, there are still going to be moments of pain or depression or no? There, there are always challenges in life. That's why we're here. You know, I, 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 this is saying I love, here is a test to find out if your mission in life is complete. If you're alive, it isn't. What, tell us about your children's books. Okay, sure. The, my newest book is, let's stay healthy. I'm going to hold it up. It was actually published by my own children. I, 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 all my books have been traditionally published. And when I wrote this book like a year ago, my youngest children said to me, please don't send it to a publisher. We want to start a publishing company for your books now. So that's what happened. So this is my 40th book, but it's the first book that my children have published. They're, it's my youngest son and his wife. And they, they, they just decided that they want to start publishing my books now. So, so, wait, so hold on, your son, your son and his wife wrote and illustrated this one? I, I mean, I, it's my, I wrote the book and they, they're, they're the publishers. They publish the book now. So um, instead of sending it to a publisher, now they are the publishers. They're, I don't like business. They like, so they're going to, they're selling this book now. That's what I mean. And I. Oh, that's so cool. Well, um, can, how many pages is it? Oh, none of my books are too long. They're picture books, you know. They're like, um, let's see, like twenty-eight pages. Yeah. Do you do you draw the art too? No. No, but I do. I do do artwork, and I have never illustrated my own book. I mainly draw creatures. I haven't wrote a book that would fit with my own. So <laughs> you are you are incredible. I am very impressed. How many? So forty of these now. This is the fortieth. Yeah, it's the are they all with the same characters or totally different? Oh, they're all different, but some of them, you see, because of my interest in public health, 
a, a lot of them do have the title, let's stay or let's do this. Like I have one book about um, let's swim safely. I have books about let's stay safe, protecting children from child abuse. Is your name on the book? Oh, there I can see it now. Oh, wow. So, um, okay. So this is awesome. So what, how, what year did you write your first children's book? Oh my gosh. Let's just put it this way. I had very little children when I wrote my first book and now I have a whole bunch of grandchildren. So, <laughs> so, it it's, so it's 40. So does that mean you do like what, how many a year? like a couple of years or something. Is like it, that. how do you come up with your ideas? And do you? All different ways. Like a mother called me. She said, please write a book about, you know, how to keep children healthy and healthy eating and exercise and hygiene it's in a joyful way. That's what I love to do. I take concepts, complex topics. I love to make them simple and joyful so children can ab absorb them. That's another thing I forgot to mention. That when we, it takes 400 repetitions to break a bad habit. If we do it joyfully, 10 to 20 repetitions and we've got a good habit down. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, so joy is the way to create new habits. And that's I think part of the problem is how do you even know if something's a bad habit or not? Oh, so my definition of an addiction is when, or I've seen this definition, it's when you continue to do a behavior that causes you harm compulsively, even though you know it's causing you harm. I mean, it's like you, it's clear that you're being harmed by this behavior and you're still doing it. That's an addiction. Uh, it's a compulsive use of something or a behavior. Yeah, that's that's when you know it's causing you harm. That's yes, it. Huh? That's when you're. Well, that's when you can become aware that you have such an- Well, experience. I mean, isn't that the challenge is it gives you a short-term high or it makes you feel good and then Absolutely. you have harm later. But I mean, are we really call? I mean, is there, yeah, I guess that's just the, you got to figure out what's right for you, what's wrong for you, I guess, right? Another definition I like is when it, an addiction is when your life becomes unmanageable. That's mm -hmm. when you know you have an addiction. Um, so I guess there is definitely awareness involved, you know. I knew that my life was becoming unmanageable, even though I was still in medical school, I was still doing okay. Too much of my energy was absorbed in the addiction. It, it, life was not enjoyable anymore. Well, that's so interesting. I guess the, what is the, the common addiction of today is what, social media? That's very common. I still think that food addiction might be the most common. Well, drugs, alcohol, yeah. um, sex, porn. Yeah, um, there's so many. I mean, yeah. set, they, this before the pandemic, the CDC said that 73% of the population was overweight in the United States. I mean, that's ridiculous. And you consider that's all just because of food? What? 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 Oh, because of lack of exercise as well. Or sure. just genetics. I mean, are we all meant to be skinny? Well, like, not necessarily skinny, but just like a healthy weight. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I, I don't mean, there's so many illnesses that didn't used to exist before, even in children now, like type 2 diabetes. It's widespread. Yeah. And so many diseases 
um, are caused from related to overeating, hypertension, and even many cancers are related to um, overeating and lack of exercise, sedentary behavior. So yeah, I think um, <laughs> I think it's a real problem. Well, I mean, I think that's a big problem. You know, as moms with little kids, you know, a lot of kids want snacks all the time, and it's and we all eat cereal and we all, you know, it's like, you don't want to be so hard on yourself, like where you can't have your kids having granola bars or fruit snacks or honey nut Cheerios. Like I still eat all that food. And, you know, I think it's, you know, understanding what's an appropriate use of snacks. Right? I mean, I don't think that, you know, there's got to be a healthy use of food, I guess. And what are your thoughts on that? That's a very good point. I feel we don't want to when we are, uh, feel shame or we get, or we say, I hate myself for eating this. That's not, that's not great at all. But, but to add more and more healthy things into our life is very positive. We really do need to face how harmful the junk food is because um, the natural foods, they are designed to be delicious and nutritious while the junk food is designed to be delicious and addictive, it's actually designed that way. Explain that. Yeah, there's a great book, new book called um, Hooked by Michael Moss, where he, really, he was a New York Times researcher that went into this big time uncovering what's going on. And one of the things I learned is that when the, um, when the cigarette industry started to go downhill because of um, public health information about how, how bad cigarettes are for our health. This I never knew until recently. The cigarette companies started buying up the fast food industry and putting what they learned in their labs into so the fast food industry. So in the 80s, the fast food industry really took off. And that's when that happened, when the, the cigarette uh, use went way down in the 80s and fast food went way up. Um, and basically the, the uh, training that they had was, was given over to the fast food industry, how to um, really ensnarl people into eating more and more addictive food that's not good for us. What do they do? Like, what is, what are they, what's their technique or what are they? They, they put in, um, enormous amounts of fat, sugar, and salt that are not found in nature. They take out the fiber, the water, and the protein, and the nutrients, and sometimes they stick it back into cereals, like in unnatural ways, some of the vitamins, you know, I mean, but it, it's not in a natural form that our bodies can absorb readily, and also um, it's, it's given the, uh, the sugar is absorbed the slow absorption is no longer possible because of the nutrients and the fiber being removed. You know, so, so this is why the food is really harmful to us. And what happens is we found out recently that diseases are caused by inflammation in the body, chronic inflammation. And we actually get inflammation in our blood vessels whenever we eat the unhealthy food. It makes our blood vessels swell. I actually explain this in the book. 
because it's as if they're saying, what are you giving me? Help, this is not natural stuff. And, and in order to absorb some of that junk, they, the food has to actually withdraw some of the nutrients from our own bones and, and take it out of our bloodstream in order to be able to assimilate it because it's, it's just not a natural substance to go into our bodies. And this is really not wildly no, widely known, but I think it will be more and more. And, and we will be able to get back to more appreciating the natural foods and how they help us. Hmm. So are there certain foods that you're just like, definitely don't eat? Or is it really just anything that? Well, 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 well stuff like, you know, candy that has no, absolutely no nutritious value. And it also has additives and coloring. Yeah. I mean, that stuff is really um, poisonous. That's what <laughs> it really, really is. But we don't look at it that way. We've been so trained and manipulated, you know, to not, it's a goodie, it's a treat, it's a goodie when it's really not. <laughs> wow, that's so crazy and powerful. Yeah, I mean, coming off of Halloween, I know that I and we have eaten a lot of candy. So. <laughs> But it is interesting though, still, because like, I feel like I'm pretty healthy and I actually do eat candy <laughs> and like. No, and, and that is true. I mean, because you're a healthy person, some people can withstand it much more than others, the barrage of it, right? But the thing is like one of my books also is Hashem's Candy Store because there's such, there are so many natural things. If you ever eat a grape or a date, it's even, it's just the sweetest thing. And it's also nutritious for you and helps us. We've just- Okay, so is this the book you would recommend we read to, to get ourselves off of candy? Oh, this, that's this one. This, okay. book, this book, I talk about how amazing our fruits and vegetables are. You know, just how awesome they are. And there's so many things to learn about them. Like for instance, a lot of like fruits and vegetables, like they actually show us what they're good for, like the walnut. It looks like a little brain, you know, it's, and it, 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 it's so good for our brains. And um, like tomatoes are good for our hearts. Um, what are more examples of that? Oh, celery, good for our bones. Um, that's so cool. Do you, that's what you talk about in the book? Yeah, but I didn't That is incredible. I didn't make it up. I mean, I, I learned this on the internet. There was something called God's Pharmacy. I just made a book about it for children, you know? So, I mean, and, and then the fact that they're individually packaged. How did we get this idea to make individually packaged things that, you know, what I yeah. was telling you, they're so amazing. Um, <laughs> there's just so much to learn. So I, I show that wisdom in the book, but this book explains why, it's actually harmful, you know, um, so the junk food. Okay, I'm going to be buying some books. These look amazing. <laughs> my kids are, yeah, my kids are at the perfect age for this too, you know, like four and seven. What age? Yeah. And do you have any thoughts on ages and teaching healthy habits? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Always we can teach a healthy habit. And mm -hmm. I, 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 I don't want to, I don't, there's one more thing that I love to teach the moms so much. 
how do you instill gratitude in children? There's such a sense of entitlement. This is something so major. When you hand something to a child, this is a very basic technique I used and now my children are doing it with their children and they have really happy, grateful homes. You hand something, you don't let go of it. You put, they're holding it, you're holding it and you're smiling or you're giving them hand signals or whatever until they say, thank you. And you don't do it in a mean way, just a, a grateful way so that they become mindful about appreciating everything. You hand them a pen, you hand them a piece of paper and they, they pick it up. This extends into the rest of their lives. They become incredibly grateful people. This can start at age one and a half even. As long as they could say thank you, they, they could they can begin to learn gratitude. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah so perfect segue. We're entering Thanksgiving here in two days. So gratitude's on everybody's mind and, and what we're thankful for. So this has been a really timely interview. Thank you. Uh, what are you thankful for this year? I'm th I'm so thankful to be sharing this. I can't tell you. <laughs> it, they, I, I say that my books are to help children's souls to shine. And it makes my soul shine when I get Yeah, to you're, you're definitely an, an joyful. It's really <laughs> a pleasure to talk to you. I would just want to talk to you to get happy every week. <laughs> but oh, then that would be an addiction. So, you know. <laughs> it's not harmful. <laughs> Until you ghost me. No, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you so much. So where can people find more about you and your books? Uh, I used to tell people just go to my Amazon author page, but now you can go to the Gets Bookshop because my children created this. Oh, that's amazing. That's really cool. <laughs> thank you so much. We'll put the link up to the uh, Gets Bookshop and have a great Thanksgiving, Bracca. Thank you. You too. Thank bye. you. Bye-bye. For more, please visit www.mamthematernity.com.